I am Jeff Luther and the host of your new favorite podcast, The Inspector Alliance. This is where we'll peel back the curtain and get behind successful service industry businesses to see just what makes them tick. We're going to focus around the home inspection business. That's what I've built. I've owned it for a little over 20 years now. But we'll also include other service businesses that might parallel ours so we can learn more. But the more we know, the better off we are, right? Jason Taylor. Thanks, dude. I know you're busy. Thanks for carving out some time to uh, let me interview you today. Glad you're here. I'm glad to be here. Um, well, look, dude, before we get started, thank you thank very much you. for your service. I work with you, so I can attest to your character. Um, how much of your job performance might be attributed to the military? Would you agree that you got a good base there to be uh, what I would consider absolutely outstanding in operations? Well, thank you for that. And uh, yeah, I'd probably say like 110% of it. So maybe. just a little bit? Probably about all of it. Yeah, I, I, I joined the Army pretty undeveloped as a person. And uh, they helped point me in the right direction, give me some skill sets, uh, some some ways of doing things, and a little bit of personal responsibility that okay. I joined with. How so, long yeah, were it's you? Been a big part. Okay. Ten and a half years. Well, thank you. Thank you from me. Thank you from my family. We, we appreciate it. Um, Thank you. All right. So in the private sector, then how long have you been in operations in the private sector? In one form or another, pretty much since I've been out 25 years, except for maybe about a year and a half stint in sales, which as you can probably guess, didn't go to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, now, I guess that was my next question. Did you, I guess you kind of figured it out. Like, did you come out of the military, go directly in operations, or did you have to kind of sort it out? And uh, do you remember if you did figure it out or you just kind of landed in the right place? Some of it was being a technician in the Army. So when I got out, that's the place to go make money. Um, and uh, technicians are pretty well paid. So I kind of fell into that. And then I fell into the leadership side of, of operations, right place at the right time and a kind of a desire to move up. Okay. Sort of thing. Um, yeah. Cause that's one of your unique abilities for sure. That, uh, that leadership quality or leadership ability, would you consider yourself a natural leader? I mean, I know it's a loaded question, but look, I mean, be honest, like, so, yeah, I guess, I guess I have some qualities. Let's say that maybe I have some qualities of leadership that are, that are in me that you, that are, if you have them, it makes it a little bit easier to be trained in it. Uh, I received a lot of training and, and how to do things and how to think things and how to motivate people and kind of conduct yourself. But I, I think, I think anybody can be trained to be a leader. I think if you have a couple attributes, it makes it a lot easier uh, to get there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm with you there. Um, well, you've done an outstanding job for us in your leadership role for sure. Um, all right. How long have you been with home probe? Uh, year and a half right at, yeah. Year and a half. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. <laughs> yeah. So you get hired in the, uh, in the heyday. It's like a wolf of wall street. And then the market takes a total dump. Um, I mean, what timing, right? Um, so how does that make you feel? Um, lucky? 
No. <laughs> it, uh, I guess if I'd have started in this market, it would probably would have been a lot tougher because you don't see oh. the bright spot. I did get lucky to start when the market was 110 miles an hour and just kind of see the the chaos of it and what it could be or what it, you know, yeah, yeah what it could be. Um, and then the decline has been painful. Uh, it's been, you know, you, you kind of feel like you need to be able to do something to change it. And that, that can be tough trying to figure that out and trying to make that be yeah. something. Well, you did have some time to, to kind of get your legs underneath you. Um, let's see, you started end of June, right? Of 2021, June, July. Yeah. Um, what's that? Middle of June. Middle of June. Middle of so June. So you got your legs yeah. under you. Then you saw that slow season. Um, so you, so you saw the, the seasonality. Um, so how did this change in the market? How did it change how you look at your job specifically now? And, and for our audience, I'll clarify, uh, that you are the director of, of operations. So everything that goes on outside of the door and a lot of what goes on inside, uh, you're responsible for, do I have, is that a, a good enough shot from 10,000 feet? Uh, so please how how that change how you look at your job specifically now? So I think it's a it's a tough question. I think I came in looking at making order of it um, and trying to to figure out you know we were so busy. So I came in looking at that. The very first slow season really caught me by surprise. I didn't understand it. I didn't understand the implication of it. Uh, if you remember, I made a, a couple huge equipment purchases right as we started getting slow, uh, which makes, you know, which is not exactly the way to do it. So um, tell me so, this, <laughs> when's the best time to have a baby, right? I agree. <laughs> I, I, I get you. There is no best time. And that's true. Um, and also when's the worst time in high school, right? <laughs> just, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> but I, I mean, there may not be a best time, but there are definitely worse times. So, but, but I just didn't understand that piece of it. So that's probably the thing that I've kind of picked up on the most is the slow season wasn't huge in 21. It was, it was slower than the busy season, but it wasn't huge. And then last year, slow season came four months early and was drastic because it was driven by the marketplace. So I think a better understanding of how that works and how to leverage some of that time that you have, uh, you know, pushing your projects, things that uh, that aren't as important, trying to get them done in those time, really working on processes, yeah. that sort of thing. Um, now, all of your folks, all your inspectors are all salaried, right? And I'm asking that like I don't Correct. know the answer, but it's entertainment, it's entertainment right? <laughs> uh, Yes, so sir, they tell are. tell me this. Now, it seems that you've done a better job than I have in years past. How in a normal market, let's go, let's try to find that first. In a normal market, how are you balancing the seasonality of this business with the inspectors? Um, what do you see as your big, your big obstacle and also your goal? Yeah, so the, the big obstacle to me is trying to figure out how to not overwork people in the busy season, but then the company not bear the brunt of trying to 
trying to be profitable uh, in the slow season where you have people that you're paying a salary that there's nothing for them to do. Um, and also one of the great things about working here is we slow down. And so an inspector, instead of working on his own and having to, uh, having to, you know, save money and having to worry about what happens from October to January, that's the great thing about working with us is you have that ability to ride out those months, um, when it's not as busy. So how do you keep people occupied, busy, where they're making some money, where it's not just completely dead for the company in the slow season and yet not killing them. I guess it's right sizing, right sizing headcounts, probably a big part of it. Trying to make sure you you've got enough people to cover your, your, your peaks and you're not carrying too many people in your, in your valleys. Yeah. It's tough. And I can, I can tell you that, uh, it's the, the salary piece is tough. Um, I don't know any other inspection company in, in yeah. North America that does salary. They're all piecemeal, you know, they're pay as paid, which is great when times are bad, um, you know, for, for the owner, but my position has always been that the inspectors take all of the risk. So I was adverse to that. So I understand, I, I know that it's tough. Um, which brings me to my next question. I mean, we're slow. Business is really slow. The market is slow. How are you balancing workflow now? Um, are you having issues? Well, yeah. I mean, especially two months ago, I think it's, you know, picked up a little bit. Um, two months ago, uh, it was a lot tougher as far as balancing workflow. One of the things we did this last year was uh, offer uh, kind of incentivize off-season vacations. Um, so I, I don't know how much that helped. It made me feel better about it, but I don't know how much it actually helped. I haven't dug into that. And then as far as the rest of it is, uh, we did some side-by-sides to try to get more experienced inspectors uh, up up with some some younger inspectors. So you would, if if we didn't have enough inspections in a day, an experienced guy would go out with a, with a younger guy. Um, we were able to take the opportunity and do some some extra training with a new guy we had uh, to be able to get him up to speed, maybe a little bit quicker than he would have out there on his own. So there's not a lot you can do, but there's little things that you can do to at least not waste the time. Right. Yeah. Uh, just clarify, not, uh, in our organization, age is not relative to experience, right? Younger doesn't mean inexperienced, vice versa. I, I totally sorry, agree. Yes. No, no, not, um, not age. Uh, less experienced inspectors next to some more so, experienced So here is a question that I actually would love to know the answer to, and you may not even know. Are you having... Are you having any issues with motivation or morale with your folks, with the current market conditions? And I don't know the answer. I'm... So I'll say yes. Well, I, 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 think, I, I think I might. Um, first of all, I think you're always going to have motivational issues in a company structured like us. You have two-thirds of your workforce works individually every day. So the only input they tend to get are team meetings that we do monthly. And then when something bad happens, right? So 
if you don't have a good process and a good structure, which I don't do great at that of getting out there, I'm working on that, but getting out there and spending time with them, building up that relationship, it is a little bit harder to motivate somebody yeah. in those situations. I, I know that when we were super slow, um, like I said, two months ago, let's call it, uh, you would have some morale and motivational issues when we had a brief spurt of busy. It's like, what, what is this? Why me, God? You know, <laughs> why do I have to do this? And so, which is understandable and also it's yep, human. Yep, it's human. It's human. But yeah. it's a thing too. Um, you know? Okay. This, all right. This one's interesting. I don't know what the answer would be, but what would you do different? If you knew now what you knew a year ago, what would you, what different decisions would you make? Wow. Um, so a number of them that are with speed of action, um, I would have driven towards the team leader structure a lot quicker and towards the manager process improvement position much quicker. Um, I, I would, and it may have only cut three or four months off, but it might've got us to the beginning of 22, which would have helped us yeah. at the end of 22. So a lot more than it did. So I would have driven that okay. a lot harder. Yeah, and uh, man, your process improvement and you, like your excellence report is whip ass. It's amazing. Um, but I, I've, I can't wait to share more on that down the line somewhere. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. Um, okay. So, so now, well, my first question, are you not my first question? My first question relative to, to what the future holds. Are you having a tough time now finding people? New hires, not like we have lost people in rubble well, or something. Uh, um, we actually new hires having a tough time finding, finding new hires. <laughs> uh, where's Waldo? Um, yeah. So Yes. And probably not as bad as maybe I've done less interviews for more quality this year than I did uh, end of 21, beginning of 22. Um, it took a lot more sorting through Wheat and Chaff. We actually just uh, made an offer today. Uh, to a guy. And so he's, uh, but he's actually starting next week. So we're finding quality people, not at the rate that I think five years ago was out there. Um, but I think it's a little bit better than the coming right out of COVID. I think we're in a little better shape uh, with that. You're finding more quality candidates now than coming out of COVID. Okay. That, that's, well, that's encouraging to hear. Um, and are you doing anything No, you know what my opinion is on this real estate market? I think it's going to snap back and I think it's going to be fast. I think it's going to be, uh, way faster than, than it, than it dropped off and it dropped off like overnight. Um, and I think it's going to come back quicker. That doesn't mean that I'm right. That's just what I think. Are you doing anything now? And there's there's not a right answer. I'm I'm curious, and I know our audience is curious. But are you doing anything right now to prepare for the for the real estate comeback? I mean, other than this hire, which if that comeback is in 
sooner than June, we're probably in a little trouble. Doesn't do us a ton of good. Um, because it takes some time for somebody to walk in off the streets and get to where they're actually, you know, pulling their weight in it. Um, just a lot of, I hate to say more brainstorming, just looking at how do we, the same thing I've been trying to figure out since I've been here, how do we even out the peak and valley of busy to slow? Where do we gain some, you know, how do we, how do we get more Saturday inspections? How do we get more, you know what I mean? Just what are those things that we can do? But there's nothing implemented right now other than kind of knowing it's coming, uh, get our new guy on board, uh, trying to keep the, the labor force right size. And we're doing a lot of, I think we've utilized our slow time very well with, with improvements. Our feedback loop um, has really yeah. improved uh, to try to get uh, people, you know, a little more efficient and a little fewer mistakes, which then helps us. Yeah. As we move and forward. that goes, goes back again to that process improvement. The, the feedback loop that you guys have established is, I mean, it's amazing. Um, and if that doesn't give your sales team confidence, then they can't be helped. <laughs> um, and, and you know, that's one of the things yeah. when you're in Thank sales you. and your product is so personal, you know, home inspection is so personal and so emotional. And when you're in sales, you're on your own little Island. And once your confidence gets a little bit shaken on the product that you're, that you're selling, I mean, it's, Oh my gosh, it is really tough. So if the sales folks don't have confidence in your product. Yeah, I can't imagine. So tell me, tell me something that you enjoy about your job. Like what's the funnest piece of your job or a fun piece of your job? Man. Um, I know you like spreadsheets. Holy cow. You like spreadsheets and you're good. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well then let's just pick the low hanging fruit. Uh, I have been told unlimited spreadsheets <laughs> for me and I'm taking advantage of that daily. And now it's, <laughs> I think the, I think probably one of the, well, I'll tell you the two things. Our people are the best group of people top to bottom I've worked yeah. with. Yeah, we got a good that, That's that right there is, is probably the best thing. And, and then this is the only place I've worked that the corporate values are really corporate values. They're not just cool things that people brainstormed in a conference room and stuck on a wall. Um, I've told this to plenty of people um, and I could have been here a month, never heard the corporate values. And I might not have gotten them word for word after a month, but I could have told you what they were. I could have paraphrased them pretty dang close. So I think those are private, just that every day I come to work and it's not, I mean, it's work, right? It's otherwise they'd call it golf or something, but every day I come to work and there's value to what I do, right? There's value to the people I work with. There's value to the people that we work for, the clients and the agents. There's value um, and, and we provide something based on our values. So it's, it's fulfilling. I guess that sounds kind of weird, but it's, it's fulfilling to come to work and be a part of that and help move that forward. That's probably my best, my favorite. All right. Okay, cool. Um, well, dude, you, I mean, you've been great to work with. That's for sure. We have enjoyed it. We've benefited a ton. And I think we both need to wrap this up and go make the shareholders some money, right? <laughs> yeah, that's always there. <laughs> that is always there. You, 
you uh, can't nap Most every days. day. Most days you can't. Thanks, man. I have enjoyed cool. it. Um, I appreciate you carving out the time to uh, to help me get this interview done, get the podcast done, and uh, I'll look forward to next time. Listen, anytime. I appreciate it. I I, uh, I enjoy it. It's an interesting thing for me, not something I do very often. So it's it's, uh, it's fun. Thank you. See you, man. Thanks.